Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast with your host, Quinton Pools. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Team Pack Podcast. This is your host, Quinn Cools, and I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Um, we're just working, doing some some good stuff here at the Team Packed office, and uh, I get to invite uh, a friend of mine into uh, this. What, I, mean, I guess this is a studio of sorts, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I set up some microphones across from my desk and invited Luke Wilson to join us. So Luke is uh, a former student body president here at Team Packed, which is a pretty big deal in, in the history of Team Packed. There's only, you know, whatever, 25 of those. Yeah. And so um, he He's one of those, and he also interned um, last year uh, for Teen Pact. And so, Luke, first of all, welcome. Thanks for joining us, and maybe give us a little bit of a life update. What are you doing this semester? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, this semester, um, I'm actually working for Team Pact. I'm super excited for that. Um, I'm an administrative assistant in the events department, working with Aaron and Caleb, um, in charge of you know state class boxes, supplies, things like that. So it's been really fun so far. I've been loving it. And then the other thing that I'm doing is I'm currently at Liberty University online. Um, I'm studying business administration leadership and then minoring in psychology, trying to get my business degree, and then eventually, hopefully, try and get my master's in business as well. So That's awesome. Kind of That's what I'm awesome. doing this semester. Yeah, I, I did business administration for school. I also finished online. Um, I think it was a great field to go into, prepared me for what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, the minor in psychology, though, is where we differ. I I did not enjoy my psych classes really? in, in college. Um, they were a little bit of a turnoff. But since then, I've gotten into almost like the, the history and philosophy, and then it's it's inevitably going to be related to psychology and the development of that yeah. from, you know, previous eras of our American culture to today. And so I, I think I am probably being pulled that direction more and more. I'm reading some books that mm-hmm. kind of get into that. So I can see where there's a good overlap with, with business and just working with people. Yeah. And so, and I think honestly that that'll play really well into the, our conversation today. So for the listeners, I wanted Luke to join us because you know, when I think about leadership, um, you know, we're, we're doing that all the, all the time at team pack classes. We're trying to call people up to leaders, leadership. And, and there's sometimes when somebody is given the designation of being a leader, you're the program director, you're the staffer, you have authority over this particular group of people. And then there's other times where that is uh, reduced in a significant way, or there's no title at all, but people still seem to be leading. And so I want to kind of explore that. Um, if I, if I could kind of describe it a little further, it's, it's kind of the, the congruence of a leader. Uh, what I mean by that is the internal sense that I am a leader and the external sense from other people that you are a leader. And also just thinking about like different times, um, that you're working with a particular group or different ways or, um, different maturity levels and, and whatever. Like, I, th- I think there's, some change. It's not like you're always the same type of leader in the same role all the time. Mm. There's some variety there. And so in your experience, uh, though limited in terms of, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just out of high school. I'm into college and I'm doing this job at teen pact and I've done this other work here. And I've, you know, it's like, yeah, from, from, you know, a 40 year old, 60 year olds perspective, it's like, well, what is, you know, what does a 20 year old have to say about X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. It's like, but I want to, I want to kind of enter your space and say, what is it like for you? Like, what is it like for you in those high school years and entering the college years where you're trying to discover that for yourself? You're trying to help other people discover that perhaps. And so um, kind of walk us through that journey. Like maybe start out with uh, when, you know, do you, first of all, do you consider yourself a leader? Yeah. 
And second of all, when did you come to that point of, of discovering that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I think just thinking back and reflecting on, on this idea of leadership and specifically in my own life is this idea of, I've, I've truly been blessed, I think, to be in leadership positions kind of throughout my growing up years. Um, I can think back to, you know, even when I did sports, I was the captain of my basketball team, captain of my soccer team. Then I switched over and I did mock trial and I was the captain of the, my mock trial team. Um, and, and I think from that young age, God g really gave me a sense of like, hey, leadership, I, I think this is what I'm calling you to. And I and I got honestly that sense from it from okay. a very young age. Um, it was it was definitely not like, hey, all of a sudden you're a leader, you're, you're a leader and you're you're this awesome person just because you have this title. Um, I don't think it was that at all. I think it's growing up, especially more as I got into high school, more as I got into those leadership roles, I, I joined a worship band, and I became the leader of a worship band and kind of in different categories of leadership, like sports, like mock trial, like worship, it's, it's very much different, but also it's kind of the same core tenets of leadership. You know, when I think of leadership and this idea of, you know, what is leadership at the core, you know, a lot of people have already said this, but leadership is influence, you know, leadership is having the ability to influence others to either do something, agree with something or, or something else like that. And I think growing Growing up at this age, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, no, I, I don't think I'm a leader yet. You know, I mm -hmm. can wait till I'm adult. I can wait till I get into a job. I can wait till I get in a career. But, you know, especially when we're thinking in the team pack sense, like, you know, our whole mission is training leaders or is saying, hey, no, you can actually be a leader right now. You can be a leader amongst your peers. You can be a leader in your family. You can be a leader, you know, at school or whatever that may be. Yeah. So, so good. I, I think it's a really cool concept that team packs specifically pushes. And even, you know, when you think of it in biblical terms, you know, that verse in Timothy, you know, don't look down because of your youth, but train mm. them, you know. Um, so I think I think this idea of leadership, it, it's something that I personally have trying to be been growing in because I think it's something that the Lord has been calling me in my life. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I can see, yeah. Whereas at a young age, maybe that was, you know, elementary or middle school where you're just like, all right, the soccer team, like I'm the team captain, like, let's go. Yeah. Like, and, and you kind of start to discover that I can see, you know, from that to, to, from, you know, from sports to mock trial, to, you know, worship band to um, staffing at Teen Pack to running for student body president to interning with Teen Pack, which is a very public and upfront, you know, leadership role, public speaking, introducing speakers, managing a program, leading parents and students. Like, yeah. I see this upward trajectory, right? And I'm painting a picture for the listeners. Man, Luke is just the next position, the next position, the next position, the next area. And he's just leading and growing and leading and growing. And, and now this semester, you chose to work in an administrative office mm -hmm. doing customer service and packing boxes. Yeah. Sending emails, answering phone calls and packing boxes. So why in the world with <laughs> Luke Wilson, who's the elected student body president, former teen packed intern, like, you know, by all accounts within the teen packed world, like you're one of the superstars, like, and, and you're choosing to serve in this particular capacity. Tell me how, that makes sense. Yeah. And talk to me about what do you think that is doing for you as in your leadership growth and development? Yeah, no, that's a great question. There's a couple core tenants to that um, in my decision, especially in thinking about, you know, coming back to Team Pact and being in a role where, you know, by all accounts, as an intern, as a student body president, I was very much in the spotlight, you know, um, like I 
I was basically, you know, at national convention speaking in front of a thousand people. And now I'm in the back room packing boxes yeah. um, in front of no one. Yeah, um, why? And <laughs> that's a great <laughs> question. Uh, I think the first answer I would give and is... This is not like one of those BuzzFeed articles yeah. <laughs> where it's like, check out what happened to Luke Wilson, yeah, former the downfall. president. <laughs> yeah, I peaked senior year, I guess. Um, but I think it was just more as I was praying about it and being like, you know, God, like, what do you have for me in this next season of life? Like, where do you want me to go? I was really just praying, like, where do you want specifically to for me to grow in? And and one of the things that, you know, like I said, I have been blessed with leadership a lot of my life. At, at the same time, one of the biggest things that grew because of that was pride um, and was this idea of, oh, you know, I am the captain of my basketball team. I am the captain of my trial team. You know, I do lead this worship band. I have the authority. People look up to me. Um and because of that grew a set great sense of pride of like in myself of I'm that guy mm. um, of I'm I'm, you know, this person that everyone looks up to. And I think in this season, when thinking of coming back, I was like, you know, I'm going to be in a role where not a lot of people um, even like know I exist. Um, and knowing that and being like, OK, Lord, like you had me in this position for this season of life. And now you're going to have me in this position of this season of life for me to grow in. Um, and I think that was a big factor of just thinking like, God, I really need to grow in this area. And this role will really help me grow in that area because it's not a spotlight role. It's not a role that, mm -hmm. you know, is <laughs> fancy by any mm -hmm. means. Yep. Um, I think the other kind of tenant of thinking, you know, coming back and being in this leadership role um, is also just realizing that leadership isn't necessarily just a title. Um, leadership isn't necessarily just having more responsibility versus less responsibility. I think, you know, especially in the team pack sense, a lot of us are like, oh, I'm a student, so I can't be a leader until I'm a staffer. I'm mm, a staffer. I can't really yeah. be a leader until I'm an intern. And there's almost like this progression that we think like all of a sudden we get like better and bigger leaders as soon as we get to the next role. And I think, you know, part of that obviously issue because you get, you know, more responsibility, but I don't know if ne responsibility necessarily equates with being a better leader. You know, I've mm. been on classes where I've sometimes seen students be better leaders. And, and I think something that's really important to realize, especially in the team packed realm is you can be a leader as a student, you can influence others and impact others for Christ as a student. And, you know, thinking in my role now, it's like, I went from intern going to state classes to this role. I can still have influence, you know, not only with the coworkers that I interact with, but also, you know, still being able to call people to catch up and see how they're doing, like still being in, in an influential role while not necessarily having the title, I think is something that's really important to just step, take a step back and look at and be like, Hey, you don't need to be an intern. You don't need to be a staffer. You don't need to be in this big spotlight role to be a leader because leadership at the end of the day is having influence, you know? That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, I you said like 10 profound things, so I want to, <laughs> I want to kind of get to each of them. So one of the things you said, you know, it, it's not just the title. Um, I, I think about how much in American culture, um, even within American churches, there's kind of a celebrity culture yeah. where, you know, the number of followers that you have, the number of sermon downloads that you have, the number of uh, you know, people coming in the doors on Sunday morning, the number of people that have, you know, subscribed to your email, can't, you know, whatever it is, like it, it's all based off of, well, I shouldn't say all, but like so much yeah. of it is mm -hmm. built off of celebrity no, and, exactly. and this sense of greatness that comes with like numeric growth. Mm -hmm. Right. And what you're describing here is like, okay, somebody that is put in the position of leader in a particular organizational setting Yes, that, that's a leadership position. But the person who's following that leader 
is also a leader. Yeah, no, and, exactly. And the, the other person that applied for that position that didn't even get it, they're they're still a leader. Yeah. Like, so I'm thinking about, you know, my, my sister maybe five years ago uh, applied to intern with Teen Pact. And I, I think my sister's incredible. Like she has the character and competency to lead a lot of people and do it well in small groups and one-on-one and bigger. Like, yeah, she's awesome. But she didn't even get an interview at National Convention. And what she went on to do, she worked for a small business. She ended up getting married. She's had, you know, she had her first kid. Like she's, she's helped out with this youth group. She's led worship at her church. Like she has kept on leading and kept on growing. And I I just want to shout out Katie Cools, um, (laughs) now Metco. Um, Those types of people get it. Like they embrace that vision that you're describing. And there's other people that I think kind of, well, they either get really frustrated, right? Kind of bitter. Yeah. Um, or they just get really kind of sad and turning inward and and kind of depressed about it, feeling like, okay, this external evaluation of me as a leader, I've been told no, I'm not. And so now I'm gonna I'm gonna either get bitter and frustrated or I'm gonna get, you know, kind of sad and depressed. And it's like, no, no, no. Like just because that particular title and role and that season was not for you. Yeah. God still has really good things for you. You're yeah, going to keep good. leading. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's missing for a lot of a lot of young people as as they're coming up even in Teen Pact, which Teen Pact, you know, it's like we have such excellent young people and such excellent leaders, yeah. but that that external uh that external congruence that aligns with the internal congruence. When that's when that's out of alignment, I think that that can be really frustrating. So you described how you grew up really feeling like you're a leader naturally, like you're, you're maybe more verbal. So when you're on a soccer team, like it's, yeah, like, of course, Luke's the guy, like he's the one organizing us. He's calling us to like charge the field, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, it was the opposite for me. Uh, even up until my first team pack class, actually, I did not feel like I was a leader. Mm. I did not feel like I had significant influence over my peers. I never remember being in a particular leadership position. And so I never psychologically accepted that. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a team pack staffer that was saying, Hey, I see leadership in you. Like you need to step up. You need to, you need to take on these responsibilities. And, and that was such a formative time. And so it started my internal sense, uh, started to align with this external, uh, you know, affirmation from other people. So talk to me about the reverse of my experience, which sounds like your experience where you start out being, man, I'm the guy, like yeah. I, I've got this, like I'm the leader. Have you run into where externally that's not embraced in the same way? And, and what do you do when you're in those moments? How do you, how do you keep on leading? Do you have to pull back on leading? Is it, is it, you know, is it a particular position thing? Is it a pride thing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, talk to me about that. Yeah, I think, and and one of the things that I was really thinking about this morning, and I wrote this down, um, I think what goes along a lot of times with that is people spend a lot more time trying to become who they want to become than trying to become who God wants them and has called them to mm. become. Um, and I and I think when you're grasping this idea of leadership, whether you're on your side of the equation where, you know, you kind of started out, you really weren't, you know, in leadership positions, you really didn't think you were a leader. And it took someone actually being like, hey, like speaking into your life, you know, and saying, hey, you actually have the capacity to be a leader or whether you're on kind of my side of it and where it's like, you know, actually think God has given me, you know, natural gifts to be a leader. I think either way is really praying 
and really just thinking about, okay, what does God have for me? Not just Mm -hmm. what do I want to do? Because a lot of people think that, you know, either they're really meant to be leaders or they're meant to be in this position or this career path or whatever it may be. And then they get really disappointed when they're not because they focused on what they wanted rather than what God wanted. Um, Mm. And and I think when thinking about this idea of leadership, whether external or internal, on the internal side of it, you know, sometimes God has called us to do things that we might be uncomfortable with. You know, when I think in the Bible of stories, uh, I think of Moses, you know, Moses, you know, by all accounts was not someone who liked speaking. Um, yep. And he was like really wrestling with God and was like, you know, God, I, I I don't think I'm a leader. Like, I don't, but you want me to lead all these people? And thinking that of like, in even similar to your situation where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, in the team pack realm, it's like, God, I don't think I'm a re- leader. I don't think I can staff. I don't think I have the confidence or whatever it may be. But, you know, and it's a cliche term in team pack, but like God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And if God has called us to be leaders, whether that's in team pact, whether that's in our families or whether that may be in any aspect of life, God is going to equip you to do just that, you know? Mm, that's so so good. I feel like, well, first of all, have you ever thought about being a pastor? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know, not really. But not really, okay. Well, we might have a, a separate conversation. <laughs> maybe that won't be on the podcast, or maybe it will. I don't know. We'll see. I um that that idea. I mean, this this is something that should be true of all Christians. Yeah. But I find that it's a, a missing lane, a missing channel, missing category for people to operate in. Wh- exactly what you just said. Am I more concerned with who I want to become or am I more concerned with who God wants me to become? So I was having this conversation with some pastors at our church just this past week where we were, we were thinking about um, how in kind of the expressive individualism of our culture, even within Christianity, even within the church, people look at, well, what kind of church do I want to go to? What kind of uh, what kind of state do I want to live in? What kind of school do I want to go to? And and it, there's this this sense of you know all of those seem like legitimate questions, right? But what what's at the core of that? What do I want? What do mm, I want? Exactly. What do I want? Oh, that you know this school is going to offer this, and this church is going to offer that, and it's it's self serving. It's not asking fundamentally. Well, what does God want? What yeah. how does God want to shape me? And it might be that in the particular church that you're at right now, that God wants to shape you there. So don't jump ship. Exactly. Or it might be that you need to move to a different church because God wants to shape you by his word and they're not getting that at your current church. You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, I know exactly. And so we just, it exactly what you're describing here. It's the conviction that I need to go to ask the Lord first. So through prayer, through going to his word, through conversation with Christian community, we need to be discerning that fundamental question. And so if I can bring it around to that question of why you're taking the position that you're taking this particular semester, it makes sense. Like that totally makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. like you shouldn't feel weird about telling people that because it's like, no, like I am, I am about what God is wanting to do in my life. And this is a way that I'm able to serve his kingdom and be shaped and molded into the kind of leader that I believe he's made me to be like, I man, I can champion that. I can shout that. Like that is a that is a joyful thing. But from the world's perspective and from a lot of friends' perspective, it could totally be the opposite. Yeah. It's like that makes no sense. Why in the world would you do that? You could have done anything. Mm-hmm. Why are you working in a back hallway? You know, like <laughs> yeah. when it's frigid and you don't even turn on the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about the not turning on the heat earlier this morning, but I, I understand you have a good repertoire of hoodies, so you're, you're fine. I do, but, I do. Um, but I just, I, th- I think for, for all Christians, that should be our category. And, and if you're a listener, like we, 
that's what that's what Luke's challenging us to do is saying like wherever you are right now, whether you're in the position of leadership you want to be in or not, ask God, God, yeah. what do you want? Mm-hmm. Like, who do you want me to be? What kind of leader am I to be? And sometimes that's, uh, that's different depending on the setting or the time, the season. Like there have been times, uh, for example, working with Serena Deloglos where uh, she is supporting me as I am the primary leader of like our, our back to DC alumni event. Yeah. I'm the program director. I'm the one making the final decisions. I'm the guy. Yeah. And, and she comes alongside and, and helps me think through that and helps make decisions and, and so forth. And there's kind of this, this support role that she's in. Well, then we go to staff training and she's the program director of that event. She's the one that grabs the microphone. She's yeah. the one that leads the staff meetings. And I'm coming alongside and saying, hey, what do you need? How can I help here? Mm-hmm. Can I mentor this team? What do you need? And what I found is I don't always have to be the guy. Yeah. Like I don't exactly. always have to have... Uh, you know, the, I don't have to sit on the throne. I don't have to wear the crown. Like I'm not mm-hmm. that dude all the time. Like, yeah. And, and honestly, what, what's the, what's the phrase? Heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that can be exhausting. Yeah. If you're constantly putting that on yourself, you're, you're almost trying to, to project a particular type of, I've got this. Yeah. When really it's like, no, there's a humility in recognizing like God might be raising up somebody else to take point on that. And if somebody else needs to lead the meeting and be the verbal leader of this particular group, support them, yeah. help them, encourage exactly. them, you know, and, and I just think that so often we miss that even, even within like our mature leaders, you know, yeah. it's like, they're still pursuing it. Like, what do I want? What do I want to do? How do I want to do this? Who do I want to hang out with? And it's like, what does God want? So exactly. excellent stuff, man. That's really good. I want to get into another, another thought here. And that is um, this this kind of idea of um, assumed leadership versus assigned leadership. So what I mean by that is like assigned leadership would be you are designated with a title, a job description, you know, from the organization's perspective, you're the guy. Okay. So we see this in, you know, church small group, there's a small group leader and then there's all the participants, right? Mm-hmm. In Teen Pact, you see that with the staffers that lead the committee. And then there's all of the students in the committee, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the assigned leader. They've got the badge. They've got the name tag. But then there's this sense of being the assumed leader where if you were to walk into a room without seeing the badge, without seeing the name tag and asking people, hey, who's 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 the one that's got influence? Who's the one that you listen to? Who's mm-hmm. Who's the one that when they say go this direction, you trust them and you go that way? And so we've been talking about kind of that internal versus external congruence. And I kind of want to apply that same concept of congruence here, where when that's out of alignment, when there's a leader who's in a position that maybe isn't the assumed leader, they're just assigned. Yeah. Or vice versa, there's uh, somebody who is very clearly has assumed leadership in a group, uh, but they're not recognized for that. Um, how, how do you think we can work through that. Like even in, in teen pack, like there's so many times when like, there's just like a standout staffer who's just like a culture setter. And it's like, oh man, like that person, like we need hmm. to, we need to get that person into an assigned role. Yeah. Uh, even more so, or, or in a student body, you're like seeing it and you're like, man, like we, we want to acknowledge that. But then the flip side of that is, well, what do you do with the person who's in an assigned role, but they're not leading as well or not, not people aren't trusting them. People aren't following them. 
Um, and I don't want to, I guess I should be careful. I don't want to, you know, pull back the curtain too much on kind of your recent experience. Cause there might be particular individuals, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the last two, three years yeah. of staffing and interning, but have you seen that? Have you experienced that where, you know, where yeah, the person with the title doesn't seem to match up with the person that the group wants to follow? Yeah. I think there's two key things to that. I think the first thing is, is a very key word that you said, and it's this idea of trust. Um, you know, if leadership truly is influence, you know, influence is both good and bad. Um, you can influence others for good and you can also impact others negatively. And I think when you're thinking in, a, in an organization or in team back or in church, whatever it may be, no one is really going to listen to you, to follow you, to respect you, to in any way take your influence if you don't trust that person. So I think as a leader, it's really important whether you're in a title role or whether you're in you know more of a student role in Team Pack specifically, that people trust you, um, that people not just look up to you just because you have this title, but that you're using your influence wisely. Um, I, I think another another key with that, you know, as you're talking about this sort of external and this sort of assigned leadership, is is more so sometimes and, and like I don't want to go back to this topic too much but like sometimes it is a pride issue sometimes it is like you know I'm I'm a student looking at a staffer and I'm in a committee and I'm like man I could have taught that element so much better than he could you <laughs> sure, know or, sure. or you're going man like I know this and he doesn't know this like why am I not in his role and he's not in my role and I think sometimes that's honestly just a heart check and that's saying you know mm. like where does God have me in this season of life of like this person is in this role and God's using that person and I'm in this role for this reason and God's using me for that, you know, mm -hmm. and that, and it's kind of just grasps, grasping and, and really wrestling with this idea of there's different seasons of life and in those seasons of life, you're going to grow and you're going to learn different things. You know, mm -hmm. like for me, example, like I, I genuinely do think God has called me to lead others, but I'm in a season of life right now where I'm not really leading others. And that's okay. You know, it's an okay thing not to be in mm -hmm. a, in a, in a, in a season where you really think you should be because really maybe in that season, God's just growing you. Like for example, mm -hmm. if someone's listening and they didn't get staff or they didn't get intern and they're really just wrestling with this fact of, you know, having to go back to a state class. Um, I was talking to someone who, who literally just did that and, and they did not get staff. Um, and they came back to the to the state class and it was really hard for them to to be in that season of, you know, major disappointment, but also looking at those staffers and being like, man, I, I wish I could have done that. Mm -hmm. And and I was talking to this person and it was really cool to hear their heart. And they were like, you know, I could have done that. But knowing what I know now, I'm so thankful God has me in this role because yeah. he grew me so much more and he used me. I feel like so much more than ever I could have, regardless of the title that I have. And I think that's a really cool thing to think about that God can use us no matter what title we have. Yeah, that's incredible. I have one last kind of thought for us to get to before we wrap up. And that is kind of the style of leader. Okay, mm -hmm. So you've talked a lot about the character formation of a leader where, you know, you need to wrestle wrestle and weed out, uh, the pride that can, that can grow up within the good that is leadership, um, and how you need to embrace humility. You need to cultivate trust. Um, you need to, you know, develop both the external and internal sense of leadership, right? That's all really good. Um, but then there's also different styles of leadership mm -hmm. and some styles, even if it's not a heart check pride thing, um, still can come across a little bit more abrasive. Yeah. Um, so like some styles of leaders are, um, I don't know, kind of like the military general where it's like, Hey, here's, here's the different things I want you to do. You do this, you do this, you do this, and let's get it done. Yeah. Um, right. And that, and that 
that's one way of doing it. Other others might be more like a, a symphony conductor where you're, you know, you're saying, all right, now, you know, I'm trying to encourage you now, hey, do this, play this part and you play this part. And like, if we play this together, like, you know, sports teams are yeah. a lot like that. Where, and if you're barking at them, like, it's probably not going to be as, you know, helpful. So you're kind of the symphony conductor, right? Or, or maybe like, a, you know, you know, there's, there's, I, I was reading an article about, you know, maybe it's like the air traffic controller where it's like, this person's invisible, but mm-hmm. without them orchestrating yeah. things, like things <laughs> exactly. are a mess, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and in some ways I actually feel like, um, not that things would be a total mess if Quinn's not working for teen pack, but, um, that's kind of how I feel like I am working at yeah. the office because I don't have similar to your role. I don't have a lot of public facing roles, even with my national convention role. I'm the program director. I, I, I lead this thing, but nobody sees me. Like yeah. they see me for like 10 minutes during the event on stage. And mm-hmm. then otherwise I'm just leading the team, doing the background stuff like here in the office, like. I'm fixing somebody's voicemail inbox and, you know, buying <laughs> yeah. them a new computer and, you know, making sure that the email login works. And, you know, exactly. it's like, it's just like stuff. It just kind of keeps things moving. Um, but I've really slotted in well to that. And I can serve in other capacities. I can take on kind of, um, you know, uh, if I need to be more of the emotional leader in a particular setting, I can do that. But I actually really have slotted in well to that where I, I like being in the background and just kind of supporting and making sure that the operating system is working. Right. Yeah. Um, there's also kind of the concept of like a coach, like somebody who is mentoring on more of an individual level, not on, not necessarily the team as a whole, but sometimes it's like, you know, I am trying to coach up this particular rookie, right. Or I'm trying to, you know, get the most out of this veteran, or I'm trying to convince the veteran to work with the rookie. And, and then, yeah, yeah. you, you give the speech that, you know, at halftime trying to rally the troops and all that. Right. So mm-hmm. there's all these different kind of styles of leadership. And, and I don't think that any one style is like the perfect style, right. Yeah. Um, when you've kind of explored that, you've probably been able to test that out in different ways, right? Like in a sports team context, you're like, Ooh, okay, that didn't work so well, but this really did. Or in a team pack context, I mean, you worked with so many different staff teams. It's not like working on just one intern team for the year. It's working on, you know, eight to 10 different staff teams. And then yes, working on the intern team, but have you, have you seen where, you know, sometimes you've kind of you know, step forward with a particular leadership style and then realize, Hmm, like maybe people don't respond as well to that. Let me, let me alter that a little bit. Let me tweak it. How has that experience been for you? Yeah, no, I think it's been a very, very growing one. I think there's two things with that. The first is knowing how you personally lead. Um, I'm more of a extrovert. I'm more of assertive. I'm more of a, you know, type a personality, like let's get this done. Extrovert, like love talking to people, love, you know, being on that stage. And that's something that, you know, as a leader, that that's good. And, and that's something that, you know, leaders, you know, sometimes need to be on the stage, need to be the ones doing. But there's also those leaders who lead by example, who, who don't need that stage, who don't need to be the ones leading the meetings, who lead by the way that they conduct themselves. Um, so when I think about, you know, leadership in the different areas that, that I've led in, you know, I, I treated the guys that I was the captain of my basketball and soccer team different than I treated people in mock trial. Because, you can't just know how you lead. You also need to know who you're leading. Ooh, that's good. You know, yeah. you need to know the people that you're leading because if you're leading a group who really doesn't understand something by simply you just saying it, but rather you doing it, then it would be pointless if you just told them what to do because they're not going to understand you. Um, so I think you need to understand not just how you lead, not just your you know personal style of leadership, but also realizing like I might need to change how I lead 
so that this person can be better set up for success. Mm. Um, so when I was in, you know, soccer, I was, I was able to be a lot more assertive and I was be able to, you know, especially like in games or in practice, I was like, Hey guys, like this needs to change like right now. Or maybe, you know, when it was a mock trial or, or a team pact, you know, when I was an intern leading staff teams, it was more like, you know, Hey, like that person doesn't need that right now. Maybe like a couple of days later I can be like, Hey, like this is, this is something that I thought of maybe just some feedback. Mm. Um, so like I, even, and then of like moments of feedback, like in the moment, like soccer, maybe just mm. a couple days later is just realizing like what is best for that person Mm. in the moment to you know not only grow in your own leadership but more so grow them in in their ability Mm. as well yeah that's so good because i i see the end goal there is not even again it's not internally oriented like you're not saying what's in it for me or how do i best express this for me like oh this is most efficient for me to just communicate it now or it's most uh you know, it's most natural for me to communicate it now. It's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to build in this category that says what is going to best serve this person to where they grow into the kind of leader or the kind of player or the kind of whatever that they are made to be. Yeah. And if that is the, the, the lens that I'm using, then I'm going to sometimes say it and sometimes not say it. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm going to wait to say it. And sometimes I'm going to hold back on sending that, you know, email blast yeah. <laughs> to somebody, you know, or text them, you know, it's like, maybe there's, wisdom there there's maturity there there's there's an an outward orientation that says all right god's doing something bigger than just me and i get to be a part of that so let me make sure that i'm considering that as i bring this feedback help some other leaders help other players on the team so i i love that love what you're um kind of doing here at teen pack to love the vision that you've brought i'm excited for the different ways that um you will be able to bring your experience from those different stage roles, leadership assignments, and bring that in a sense to what we're doing here. Because yeah, even in the smallest ways, Teen Pact is built up by a bunch of different people, right? Mm -hmm. It's volunteers, a thousand volunteers across the country. It's crazy. And then a handful of us employees are working out of an office or out of a home office. Yeah. And, um, and so I'm just really grateful that you would, you would choose to serve, not just in the, you know, in, in these many years of, of volunteering and serving in different, um, state class roles. Um, but now choosing to serve in this very unique, uh, role that you have here at the office, but, and I'll just say this at the end. You described this role. I don't know if you caught it, but I caught it and I'm not going to let you get away with it. Uh, you referred to this role as a leadership role and you are right on. You're right on. That That's exactly right. So I want to encourage you. I, I hope you're blessed by that. I also just want our listeners to hear like if you're a, if you're a current teen pactor coming to, you know, going through the teen pack program or if you're well past teen pack, maybe you're a parent or maybe you're a former student, um, this applies to wherever you're at in whatever uh, job that you have, whatever school you might be attending, whatever church you're a part of, your leadership role or lack of a role right now is something you should, you should ask this question. What does God want? What is he wanting to do to shape me? How can I help other people become the kind of leaders that God's made them to be? And so, um, if you want to, in the comments, uh, just, you know, pass along a thanks to, uh, to Luke. Um, you know, we're, we're putting this out on Spotify and Apple podcasts and so forth, but, uh, we also are posting it on social media. So you can follow us at teen pact and, uh, leave a comment and shout out Luke. All right. Luke, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, we'll see you guys. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Team Pact Podcast. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at teampact.com or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes.